Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. Welcome, folks. Bob, how's it going? Well, I've been better, especially over the weekend until this game tonight. But, you know, at least baseball season's back and we're watching the Orioles again. You know, you're right. I don't think anybody really thought that we were going to go 162-0. and uh, The first loss had to come sometime. Unfortunately, it was against the Yankees. Uh, but we saw a lot tonight. To be quite honest, we saw a very different team than we saw up in Fenway. So that was interesting. Um, what you know? Let's kind of run through it a little bit. Do you want to start us off? Yeah, I thought um, Jorge Lopez. You know, he came out his first start of the year after a pretty good spring training. Went four and two thirds innings, three hits, four runs, three walks, and five strikeouts. And of course, that cheap home run to. Aaron Judge out in the right field stands, but uh, I thought he looked pretty darn good in the first three or four innings, you know, and then you it know, really just came all apart in that fifth, his control. Up to that point, I felt like it was a very similar game to game two up in Fenway when the Orioles, you know, you know, essentially pulled Matt Harvey uh, at right about the same time. You saw, you know, to me, it was a very similar situation. Uh, the biggest difference was, um, you know, I think, I think Lopez left two on base when, uh, when Sean Armstrong, who had just come back from paternity leave, uh, this is his first appearance. Uh, and he comes in and I can't, I'm trying to remember now if he loaded the bases and walked I, that. I think the bases were already loaded when he came in. So it came in in a really tough spot there. He did. He, I, and what do you think? Uh, let's play. Uh, if, if you were, if you were Brandon Hyde, uh, obviously in hindsight, we can all say now, obviously that was the wrong choice. Uh, you know, we, we saw something similar happen though, uh, in up in Boston when instead of, you know, at w- once Matt Harvey started to get a little bit shaky, we saw Adam Plutko come in and kind of save the day. Uh, and did you, did you have the same feeling? Did you think that, you know, Armstrong was going to kind of come in and save the day for this one as well? You know, I thought it was a like you said, he's coming straight off paternity leave. He, who knows when the last time he threw a side session or got some work in. That's just a really tough spot. I think you have to go to the little bullpen right there after Lopez walks the bases loaded. Clearly, didn't have the stuff that he had shown earlier in the game. I just, I'm not sure if Armstrong was the guy to go to. I wonder if you know Tanner Scott. I mean, he doesn't have the best control either, but he's he's been pretty good. He's one of your best guys. You want to shut things down right there, or Maybe they should have went to Max Roller a little bit earlier. He got the job done later oh, in the game. No kidding. You know, and, and what came across my mind was Wade LeBlanc. Uh, you know, could Wade LeBlanc come in and kind of fill that long relief role? But uh, it ended up being Sean Armstrong. He just pitched a, a third of an inning. Uh, he was only tacked on with, with two earned runs, but that monster grand slam by uh, Juan Carlos Stanton uh, – I wouldn't say that it put the nail in the coffin, but man, it, it's really an uphill battle 
uh, you know, when, when, when you're facing uh, a six Oh um, you know, comeback. Yeah, for sure. And it's the way Jordan Montgomery was pitching, he, he always seems to have our number. He was sharp. Our first time facing a lefty this season. Yeah. At, at that point I had a little faith that we could come back, but we didn't even get a run on the board. Uh, so, but let's get to it though. Let, let's talk about Max Groller. Uh, you know, this was among several, uh, Orioles who kind of uh, made their debut today. And as as we said, it, it looked like a very different team than what we saw up in Baltimore, which was essentially the same lineup for three days straight uh, after swapping out uh, Chance Cisco and, and, you know, Valeka getting a little bit of playing time after Austin Hayes pulled a hamstring. So um, so let's just kind of jump in. What did you think about Scroller? I thought he looked good. I mean, he showed great composure there, you know, Bases loaded, Aaron Judge up to plate, first major league game. Jitters had to be going all over the place, but he really buckled down. He had that splitter working pretty well and flashed a nice little fastball at 94 miles an hour. And then seemed like he he got some confidence after that. He got that out. And then he had a nice smooth seventh inning. And then eighth inning, he kind of looked like he was losing steam a little bit, maybe an adrenaline dump, but he got through it. And yeah, looked great. I mean, I thought Tyler Wells was going to be the better of the two Rule Five picks, but Max Roller now he's he's put his name on the board in competition. Yeah, and going two and two and two thirds uh, looked absolutely rock solid. And again, what a memorable you know MLB debut! Bases loaded, Yankee Stadium going up against Aaron Judge. Now, here's what I here's what I want to know. You know, if if you're Max Roller, do you do you try to see if you can find Aaron Judge after the game and, and see if he'll sign your ball? <laughs> Is that is that going a little too much? Um, <laughs> maybe uh, maybe like uh, secretly find a way to do that. I don't know if you want that to get out in the open, but I th- I mean it's not a bad idea. I, yeah, I think if I, hey, at the end of the day, it's just a game. Yeah, these guys get paid <laughs> millions of dollars, um, and and I would like to think that Aaron Judge is the kind of guy that uh, would do that. But again, he is a Yankee, so so not maybe sure. maybe he can get his uncle Ben to to get them to do it next time they're in town. Yeah, yeah, let's make a call. So uh, we did see a couple other guys come in. So this was the first time that we saw Ramon Urias play uh, play second base, you know, other than I think he came in at the ninth inning as kind of a different defensive right, replacement right. Uh, up in Fenway. We also saw Pat Vileka man first base. Uh, and then we also saw the debut of Ryan McKenna out in right field. Uh, what'd you make of all that? Yeah, it was definitely seemed like the B team tonight. I mean, first lefty starter, I don't know. I mean, that might have had something to do with it. I think they want to get Rio Ruiz at second base when they're facing a righty. So that was a good place to get Urias in there. And I guess Santander um, or Santander, excuse me, he um, I think they're just trying to give him a little bit of rest every couple of days here in the beginning, coming off that oblique injury late in spring. So what better time to get McKenna in the lineup right away, get those jitters out of the way and then. He should be good to go. I thought he looked good at the plate, working that walk in his third at bat. And uh, yeah, let's go back to the tried and true lineup tomorrow night. Fingers crossed. I know that it looks like uh, Austin Hayes is going to be out on the the 10-day IL. So I would. I don't know uh, if we're going to basically see Santander in right field, Mullins in center, and then maybe McKenna out and left with um, – Mountcastle back to DH, or it'll be interesting to see what Hyde does uh, tomorrow as we go back out for game two against the Yankees facing, uh, you know, none other than Garrett Cole. So that's going to be a lot of fun to see. <laughs> That'll be a tough game. Yeah. We, uh, you and I were uh, 
you know, texting a little bit back and forth uh, today on, on what we might talk about. And, you know, I, I think maybe the things have uh, changed a little bit, but we, we tossed around the idea of uh, way early um, commentary on, on manager Hyde. How is he, you know, so far coming out of spring training, coming out of the wild 2020 year? Uh, again, it, I actually think it's really difficult. It's a difficult situation to be put in for a, you know, working in a system where you know you're part of a rebuilding program, uh, but still tasked with going out there and winning ball games. Uh, but how do you think he's done, you know, coming out of spring training and the first week into 2021? All things considered, I think he's done a pretty admirable job. It seems like he really gets the guys fired up. Seems like players love playing for him. Real players coach. I mean, he doesn't give you too much information with his interviews with the media, but that's not his job. His job is to go out there, coach these guys up, and get them to play hard. And I think they do that. I mean, usually when there's a rebuilding club, the first manager that's in there kind of just takes his lumps in and they they hire a new guy once the team is competitive. But I think there's a chance that Hyde could stick around through this whole thing and and really be the guy that takes us to the promised land if and when that eventually happens. What do you think? Yeah, I think you're right. I think the guys really rally around him. Um, I love the kind of relationship that it seems like he has with some of the players. The, the stories, for example, that Matt Harvey told when you know they told him that he made the the 40 man roster, or you know that he'd be kind of you know they'd be selecting his contract, and they they gave him a hard time, and uh, you know kind of played it uh, like oh, you know, it was bad news. Ah, oh, no, just kidding, we got gotcha. you. Uh, so it sounds like it just sounds like he's a fun guy and a clubhouse guy. Uh, and you know, we had talked on a podcast, um, previously on Birdland tonight about who was the leader in the clubhouse. And, you know, oftentimes you get these managers that are well into their kind of sixties and even seventies that, you know, they, they go and get the lineup and, you know, they, they're not really friends they're they're not really buddies. Not to say that Hyde is, is friends with these guys. Uh, but it definitely seems like he's a guy in the clubhouse. That's very relatable for a lot of these younger players. So I, I definitely like that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, there's nothing not to like so far. I mean, I think even last year in 2020, we were 25 and 35 and right in the thick of it until right at the end there. So he really, I don't know, he's getting more than at least uh, places like Fangraphs are predicting us with a 0.0. <laughs> we, we, you're saying there's a chance. You know, we, we, I, I saw that we moved up to 0.1%, <laughs> so they, they had to alter their prediction. We're, See, we're if we went in the back right down. direction. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and I really liked, you know, now here's, here's a question. When do you think he knew that he was going to ask Rio Ruiz to play second base? Do you think that that's something that he had the back of his mind as soon as they had signed uh, uh, Mikel Franco, or is that something that kind of on the last day of, you know, last day or two of spring training thought maybe we, we might try this out. Maybe a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. I, I bet you it was like a, Elias, Sigmaidal, and him put their heads together, said, oh, maybe we could try this out, get Rio Simit-Bats over here. And then I think maybe they just lucked out a little bit with how well he's played the position with such limited time to actually get prepared for it. I mean, God, opening day, we didn't get to talk about it. But he made three excellent plays. He looks pretty solid out there. So maybe they actually found something. Now, if, if he could only hit, you know, he could <laughs> stick around. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And hitting tonight was uh, was slim to none. We did see Cedric Mullins. Uh, who else did we got here? Pedro Severino got a bat. Uh, Freddie Galvis had a nice single up the middle, uh, and Ramon Urias, uh, you know, had a hit as well. But just four hits for a team that's coming off of seventeen hits uh, last night. Uh, so that was kind of rough to see. 
uh, you're hoping that, uh, you know, it, it's, it's not something that continues for the rest of the week uh, up in New York. Yeah, maybe they should have saved some of those runs from yesterday, carried them over. If, if only that was allowed. Um, <laughs> right. so, so we do have to play the Yankees 18. I think, I think they play them, is it 19 times that they play kind of each, uh, each opponent in the division? Yeah, I think it's 18 or 19. So we've got to play these guys, um, you know, many more times. What did you think of, uh, of our first game against the Yankees? What do you think of their lineup? <laughs> their lineup's pretty good. It's pretty good. Hopefully one day we can, you know, match that kind of firepower one through nine in the lineup. But we were competitive with them. It was really just that one inning that kind of blew things open. Other than that, it would have been what two nothing. I know you can't really just eliminate a whole inning, but it's it's it felt more competitive than maybe the last few times, especially like 2019 when I think they were like 18 to one against us. So, right. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll get we're getting there. Yeah, I'm just looking at the box score and seeing that really they only had seven hits. So that's really kind of a testament to, although we we did you know get that um, you know six runs was it six runs in the fifth um, or five? Yeah, yeah five runs they in the fifth. One in and yeah. then the, and then the grand slam. Um, yeah. But yeah, other than that, I think that the pitching you know was was somewhat solid. Uh, I really wasn't impressed by Paul Fry. We really didn't talk about him, but. Um, he did not look like his uh, best self out there. Hopefully we can get a better performance the next time we see him on the mound. But yeah, looking through the, the box score, you know, we see that Aaron Judge had two hits. Of course, we know that one was the, uh, the home run. Uh, he also had a walk. Um, DJ LeMahieu also had two walks uh, and a hit. So both those guys at the top of their lineup, not too shabby. Um, of course, Juan Carlos Stanton, DHing, uh, you know, a, <laughs> four run grand slam. That's, uh, that's kind of ugly to see. And then, uh, Glaber Torres with a hit other than that. Um, Oh, it looks like, um, uh, Urshela, uh, had a hit as well, but only seven hits against a, a, a really stout Yankees lineup. You know, I'm trying to think, you know, in, in, in a regular season game, I, I think I'll take that, you know, our guys need to match that. Uh, it's going to be difficult to put up, uh, seven runs with seven hits. Uh, but I think if we can limit the Yankees tomorrow to seven hits and, and put a few together ourselves and, and put a, a few runs on the board, I think we can be competitive with these guys. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, look, tonight it wouldn't have mattered if we kept them to one run. Obviously, we got shut out. We only had four hits. Just wasn't happening with the bats tonight. So, you know, hopefully, you know, they just wasted a grand slam <laughs> that they didn't need. And and we'll uh, we'll get them back either one of the next few games. I think I'd be happy just to win one of these three, especially coming off three and zero. We head to the homestand with a winning record, guaranteed five hundred. So let's get back to playing these Red Sox. We seem to have their number. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I'm kind of excited that we get to play them for our home opener. Um, let's kind of look at what the rest of the week kind of holds for us. I think tomorrow night we've got. Uh, let's see here. Dean Kramer that? making his his season debut. Yeah, Garrett Ver, versus Garrett Cole. Um, <laughs> but here's what I like about that. To be fair, in in the last spring training tune-up when we faced the Yankees, uh, they weren't you know the, the Orioles weren't afraid of Cole, um, and and they actually hit him around a little bit. I I think that Cole only lasted something like three or four innings. So I I like that uh, the Orioles have already seen him. They kind of know his stuff. Uh, now I'm sure that you know Cole, you know, took that, went back, you know, tweaked with it a little bit. The guy is an ultimate professional. Uh, but the key to tomorrow night's game is obviously going to be how long does Cole go, go, and whether or not 
uh, Dean Kramer can really, you know, hang with him. Yeah, exactly. And, and Kramer, he had two of his four starts last year in his brief stint in the major leagues were against the Yankees and he pitched pretty well against them. So at least going in, he should have at least a little bit of confidence that he, he can hang with them. He knows that he's done it before. So hopefully he pitches well and we just maybe scrape together a run or two against Cole, get him out of the game as early as possible and come away with a victory. Yeah. And uh, it'll, it'll be interesting because, you know, I, I did note that they brought in uh, Adrolis Chapman uh, to kind of, you know, finish out the game pitching, you know, getting three strikeouts. I think he did walk Severino. Um, but are they just kind of getting him warmed up? Is he going to be available to, to, you know, close, you know, if it's a tight game tomorrow, I assume yes. Um, but we really didn't get to see a lot of the Yankees bullpen. Um, and again, looking back, you're right. Last year, as I remember it, uh, as Kramer faced the Yankees twice, one in Camden yards, the other was in, uh, in Yankee stadium and, and, and fared well for himself. Uh, and he's looked really good in spring training. This is going to be his 2021 debut. So I, I like our chances. Yeah. And hopefully it is a close game or at least we have a lead. And I, I don't know if, even if Chapman pitches again tomorrow, I feel like he might not be as sharp having thrown 20 some innings, you know, right. Tonight. Now we do kind of have to to bring up uh, kind of the, the you know, breaking news that uh, you informed me of. I think a lot of us were hoping that Camden Yards may be selected as the uh, site for the All Star Game, uh, as the Major League Baseball had decided to move it out of uh, Atlanta. Um, but you had informed me right before the uh, the post game show that that wasn't the case, and and I'll let you kind of tell us you know where it's going to be. Yeah, I mean, Buster only tweeted out that it is expected that the also game will now be taking place at Coors Field in Colorado. Now, I'm curious what you think about that. You know, it's it's going to be interesting because obviously Coors known as kind of a home run park with the the thin air out there. Um, you know, the other thing that's that's a bit interesting is uh, is what do you think of this this new baseball? Uh, is, is the the new baseball? I. I I need to kind of log in and see if, if they've been hitting as many home runs up at Coors Field. Uh, you know, at least, you know, watch that for the next couple of weeks to see if that's going to be in effect. But um, hopefully the Orioles have, uh, you know, probably Trey Mancini, uh, you know, for the Orioles out there. And, and hopefully he gets a chance to knock one out of the park. But, um, yeah, it is unfortunate that uh, we, we don't get to see Camden Yards host the All-Star game. But uh, to be quite honest, I once upon a time lived out in Denver, Colorado, went to a few games when Core Stadium first opened up. It's a fun ballpark. Denver's a fun city. Uh, it should be a, a good place, and I'm excited for the fans out there. Yeah, honestly, if it wasn't going to be here, I'm, I'm happy to have it in Coors Field. Uh, home Run Derby should be electric and uh, should be a fun atmosphere for the All-Star game. And as far as the ball that was rumored to be deadened, it certainly seems like it from the Orioles' perspective. I think we don't have any home runs so far, and Boston only hit one in that entire series. I know they're they're hitting them everywhere else, so maybe we're just getting the, the bad luck of the draw when it comes See, to the ball. I think you've been watching more baseball than me, other than uh, Shohei Otani, who I saw just hit a, a monster home run last night. Uh, I haven't been watching nearly as, uh, as much baseball, and I was wondering – because you're right, a lot of these Orioles hits seem to to just make it to the warning track. Um, but you know, at the same time, you know, up in Fenway, uh, the only one that made it out of the park was uh, I think a JD Martinez home run. Right. Uh, so you know, I, I'm I'm really anxious to see what happens when we get home in Camden Yards. 
I, I think if I remember correctly, you know, you typically see less home runs uh, early in the spring as the weather's are still the weather's still chilly. Uh, the ball doesn't fly nearly as well in the cold weather, I think. Um, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, and that ball that Stanton hit tonight, that could have would have been out of the park in the 1920s, let alone the 2020s. Yeah, that was going out. That that was uh that was massive. <laughs> Just and, and the sound, the sound Oof. of that. Yeah. Uh and of course, uh yeah, I think Armstrong knew it as soon as it came off the bat. Uh you could just oh, really yeah. tell. Um, <laughs> for sure. Unfortunate for him, I really think that I really wanted Sean Armstrong coming. Hey, he just had a wonderful moment, just had uh, the birth of, I think it was his son. Uh, So he was just coming back from that. Um, But you know what? You got to get back to business. You got to get back to work. uh, And I'm sure that's what he'll do. So uh, I'm confident, you know, Sean had a great year last year. uh, and, And this is just one out of many, many outings throughout the year. Yeah, I don't think he's at risk of losing his spot in the bullpen or anything. He's a pretty solid guy. Pretty reliable for the most part. I think it's just bad timing and a powerful Yankees lineup got to him tonight. No kidding. So uh, who are you excited about seeing tomorrow night uh, in the, the Orioles lineup? What what do you want to see from, from manager Hyde? I want to see Santander back out there in right field. Let's get Mullins. Keep running him out in center. Uh, Mountcastle in left. Rio Ruiz. Let's get him back at second base. We'll get Trey back at first. I really want to see Dean Kramer. You know, I want to see what he what he'll bring to the table. Wonder who's going to be catching him. I wonder if Cisco will get behind the plate since it's a right-handed pitcher, or if they're going to stick with Severino. He's kind of hot with the bat right now. Always a strong starter at, at the beginning of the season. So I just want to. I want a close game. Let's not have a game where it looks like it's over in the fifth inning again. Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. I, I I'm right there with you. I want to see a similar lineup that we had up in Boston. I want to see Santander back in the lineup. Um, you know, I think he had three RBIs in the first three games. Um, you know, I, I want to see, I want to see Rio uh, manning second base. I want to see more of those electric plays and, right. uh, and absolutely Dean Kramer. Uh, this is his opportunity. I know that we're going to see a lot of guys. Um, you know, I, it was so much fun tonight to watch Max Roller. Uh, it was fun, you know, last night when we saw um, uh, Tyler Wells come in and pitch well. So um, it'll be interesting to see. I think that the only guys in the bullpen that we haven't seen yet, Wade LeBlanc. Um, might be it. Yeah, we've seen pretty much everybody yeah. else. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Cesar Valdez comes back in. Uh, maybe he comes back in. If it's a tight game, he closes it out for us again. You know, gets <laughs> saved number three uh, in four games. So, uh, so we'll see what happens there. We haven't seen Tanner Scott since uh, opening day, I don't think. And um... – yeah, the one thing I meant to mention when we were talking about Jorge Lopez is I, he does pretty well, at least the first time through the lineup. Even the second time, he was okay. I wonder if he's a guy you could use as an opener down the line once you know some more of these guys like Keegan Aiken earns his way back into the rotation or maybe even have him pitch a time or two through the lineup and then bring a guy like Wade LeBlanc in, you know, different velocity, arm type, you know, handedness. Could just yeah. uh, mix things up a little bit. Absolutely. And, and that's exactly what we saw with Adam Plutko. And I think that that's the perfect role for some of these guys. Um, you know, and it's the role that, that I think Sean Armstrong served for a while. But we've, we've seen a lot of guys come in uh, and do that. I, you're right. I think that there's, you know, some of these guys, they're just, um, you know, they're, they're, they're really set up to kind of go through the lineup twice. Um, you know, the third time is, is when it becomes dangerous. You know, we see where guys like John means gets even better, you know, the third time through, 
Uh, but that's a rare, uh, that, that's a rare example. That's an exception to the rule, I think. Um, so it'll be interesting to see so far we've seen Matt Harvey, uh, you know, get pulled before the, you know, before five, uh, the same thing that we saw today with Jorge Lopez, maybe these guys get, uh, get a little bit better as the, the season goes on. But yeah, I, I think that that's something that I wouldn't be surprised to see Hyde embrace, you know, putting, putting in those, those long relief arms, you know, come, you know, the, the middle of the fourth, you know, beginning of the fifth. Yeah. And this, you know, we're not expected to be in contention. So if you're going to experiment, no better year or season to do it than this one. Play around yeah. and maybe you'll find something that works. Absolutely. Um, well, Bob, I doubt that we're going to be asked to do another broadcast <laughs> considering, you know, we probably brought some bad luck to the team. But um, but we'll see. Uh, this has been a lot of fun for me. For everybody that's out there, if you're listening, uh, be sure to, to check and follow Birdland Sports on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and Twitch. Uh, you can find me at, um, you know, I just like the duck Twitter account at Orioles podcast. Uh, and Bob, I'll let you give your plug. Oh, sure. Yeah, I do a minor league show, uh, a Orioles baseball show focused on the minor leagues uh, through Baltimore Sports and Life. You can find it. It's called On the Verge. And I write articles for Baltimore Sports and Life, a weekly column where I go over the three up and three down, the three players that have had the best week following and the three worst i could do a better job of explaining it but uh, that's what it is <laughs> i like it i like it and again i'm i'm anxious just like everybody else to you know once minor league season once minor league baseball gets going again and uh, reading up on some uh, some of these younger guys that are uh, that are on the verge and, and you know hopefully we'll see by the end of the year yeah. So, yeah. It's fun to follow. It was a great show. Great uh, doing this with you tonight. Yeah, Bob. Yeah. You guys take care, everybody. Uh, be sure to check back tonight. Hopefully the Orioles will be in the win column. Uh, I haven't checked the, around the division yet to see the scores, but hopefully when, by the time we log off, we're actually still in first place. You know, they can't take that away from us yet. Not yet. <laughs> All right. Thanks everybody. Have a good night. Have a good one. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.